Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circa Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. A big Thursday game tonight in the NFL. Amal, I call it an elimination game for the Steelers and the Vikings. The loser, I think, out of the playoff race. Yeah, absolutely. Crucial game from both sides. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh coming off a quality win against Baltimore on Sunday. They've got a rebound. Minnesota with an opportunity to bounce back after that debacle in Detroit. I've got a play on this game we're going to talk about later. Right now, the line sits at three in favor of the Vikings. Total of 44. How do you analyze the game? You know, um, I'm not going to touch this football game. I think it's tough to call. But both of these teams have been Jekyll and Hyde. You look at it, Minnesota can beat anybody on any given Sunday, and they could lose to anybody. Literally, we saw it last weekend. And same thing with the Steelers. You get a performance like you did last week against Baltimore, and then the previous one against Cincinnati, you don't know what to make of this team. Props for the quarterbacks tonight. Exact same over-under passing yards for Big Ben and for Kirk Cousins. 255 and a half, same juice, 115 to the over. You like either one of those? I do not. Uh, you know, both quarterbacks a little bit inconsist- inconsistent. Let's see how uh, Pittsburgh runs the ball tonight against Minnesota's defense. I would lean over on Cousins, and it's not saying I, I, that I like the Vikings minus three here because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on Pittsburgh. Um, the backs are out. The, 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 the line is banged up. You saw them struggle to run the ball in the Lions. This Pittsburgh front is better than the Lions. And also remember that Baltimore – just say struggled. They didn't have any explosive plays in that running game as well, and the Steelers were able to rally in that game. I think that the Vikings are going to be one-dimensional tonight. Well, look, I mean, that passing game can be effective. Thielen obviously got banged up in the last game. It's going to be a re- relying on Jefferson. Let's see what they can do in K.J. Osborne. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the top five now, my top five power rankings each week. 
What do you got, Detroit number one? I do not have Detroit number one. Uh, there is a huge shakeup at the top. Um, one and two reversed themselves. I'm going to stay with my five, four, and three that I had last week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five. They come away with the victory in Atlanta. A cover, although some may argue it was a lucky cover. But let's not forget the pick six at the end of the first half. Tampa Bay was pretty comfortably in the lead until Brady threw that inexplicably in the last 30 seconds. Yeah, uh, I didn't see the game, uh, but I'll tell you this. this From his own end zone, a pick six with 28 seconds to go. Really? Yes. Um, you know, when you look at this Tampa team, they're going to be dangerous. They're, they're one of these teams that just is trying to get through the regular season healthy. doesn't matter whether it's home or away. They'll be fine wherever, wherever they have to go. Bruce Arians uh, had a quote last week that was uh, off talked about. He said, nobody runs the ball on us, and I mean nobody. I love that, that line. defensive line. They're starting to round into shape like they did last year when they got into their playoff run. Offensive line is starting to dominate and defensive line now. The whole question for them, in my mind, is can the secondary perform? I would agree with you. That's going to be the big question mark. And the one thing you want to look for is a team that's got Jared Cook at tight end. Patriots, I keep them at number four. They beat Buffalo on Monday night. I like them a lot now to win the, to win the AFC East. They're probably going to have a two-game lead on the Bills when the Bills uh, return the trip to Foxborough here. Um, mathematically, they're in a great position. They were able to win with only throwing three passes in that game. I want to ask you this question as a side note. Bill Belichick, odds dropped sharply after that victory on Monday night. He's now almost an odds-on favorite at plus 125 to win Coach of the Year. Kingsbury at plus 350. Matt LaFleur, the third choice, at plus 750. Do you agree with that move in the market, and was that a genius coaching job by Belichick stealing a victory in Orchard Park on Monday night? Yeah, I thought he did a tremendous job. More importantly, though, I think when you look at what he's been able to do in the totality of the season, it's been unbelievable. Who would have thought New England would be this strong and you look at it, they really look like they're going to be the favorite for the home field. Whether they are or not won't really matter. But to me, uh, Kingsbury, if they wind up with home field advantage throughout the NFC, I, I think it's going to be Kingsbury. I keep the Chiefs at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense did the job on Sunday night. Offense, really not much to speak of after the opening drive. But Bridgewater and the Broncos, outside of a 22-play, t- uh, 12-minute drive that didn't score, didn't muster much on offense as well. And the pick six really... Sealed the, sealed the victory for Kansas City. Yeah, and, you know, to me with Kansas City, I'm not as concerned about their offensive performance against Denver simply because I think so many times you see this. When a team is playing uh, an opponent that they believe to be inept on one side of the ball, there's certain things they kind of maybe uh, take out of their game a little bit. And I'm not saying that's the reason why Kansas City struggled. I, I just feel like there wasn't that sense of urgency offensively that you may have against a more competent offense. Uh, and then uh, I flipped the top two. I had Packers one, Cardinals two for, I think, the last two or three weeks. Cardinals' victory impressed me in Soldier Field in a dominant fashion, played well on both sides of the ball. Remember this team, without their two top wide receivers and their quarterback, won two out of three games with Colt McCoy at the helm. I think this is the most balanced team in football. I moved them a notch above the idle Packers, the number one Packers being two. I like that simply because the point you just brought up, them winning two out of three games with Colt McCoy under center really tells you how complete of a football team this is. Didn't really see this coming from Arizona at all. I, I thought they were going to be good, decent to good. I didn't think they would be elite. I want to take a look at this week's matchups from a teaser perspective, and let's start tonight with the game in Minneapolis. With this number sitting at three, are you inclined to tease the Steelers up to nine? You said you didn't want to touch it just from a strictly uh, point spread or total perspective. Yeah, uh, you know, to me, this is an interesting one. I would be likely to take Pittsburgh at plus nine. I think it's a pretty decent play there. Um, no interest in the total either way, but Steelers at plus nine is not a bad move. Huge game in the NFC East. First place, Dallas Cowboys at eight and four. 
go to Landon, Maryland to take on the Washington football team. Now at six and six, winners of four in a row. Cowboys four and a half point favorites, four in some places. How do you see this game, and are you tempted to tease the football team up to 10 or 10 and a half? Well, remember now you've got Montez Sweat who's going to be out for the uh, Washington football team. That's a big blow. Curtis Samuel could potentially play. He's coming off a groin situation. Um, I would likely take Washington up to 10 and a half. I, 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 the reason why I say likely because I think the four and a half is a number you could take with Washington. I think they're going to be in the game. We've gotten to a point now with Washington where they're a competitive team. I think they're going to be in almost every game. It's just a matter of can they win the game at the end or not. Well, the big improvement has been on defense. And yeah. remember the first three or four weeks, they had the worst third down defensive percentage on getting teams off the field. That's reversed now where they've been in the top 10 yeah. the last eight weeks, I believe. Uh, I know you were on the Lombardi line, the show that precedes us on v just now for your regular Thursday appearance discussing wardrobe with Patrick and Michael. You may not have seen it, but Mike McCarthy at his news conference today said, um, we will win this game. I am very confident of that. Well, I've never heard a coach come out and say, we will lose this game. Yeah. So I don't give you credit for sitting there saying that. I mean, okay, so you believe in your guys. I, don't you think you should as a head coach? I've heard he scouted, uh, he scouted the arena, and there's clear views of the play clock from any angle on the Cowboys' sideline. It, it's bolstered his confidence. Yeah, I've never heard of any complaints at FedEx Field in the previous years, so we should be okay. What did you want me to tell him? He had a dead loser from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Jagu- Jaguars, Titans, this could be a get-right spot for the Tennessee Titans hosting the Jaguars. They are laying eight and a half. Tease them down to two and a half? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would I would tease it down in this one with Tennessee. I, I tend to agree there. But you know what? I've never heard somebody when they talk about a Jaguar out in the wild as a Jaguar. I mean, mm-hmm. so is, is that what it is? It's a Jaguar. That's a uh, Northeast Iowa pronunciation. <laughs> Pr- pronunciation. Now, we don't have a lot of them in our natural habit- habitat. They're not protecting the pigs from the Jaguars. Um, Seahawks go to the Texans. We're going to get your guy Davis Mills back at quarterback. Oh, Jesus. I- Amal, can you argue with the fact that the Texans under Davis Mills and his previous starts might have been the, might be the worst NFL team we've seen in the last decade? Uh, I no, mean, they I were really getting can't. beat by 40 in every game and not scoring. They were getting beaten like a drum. Now, now your Seahawks go to Texas, and they're laying eight and a half. Yeah, I think uh, I like Seattle here on the <laughs> teaser down. I think they should be able to roll in this game. I think they cover the eight and a half. Yeah. Uh, Russell's playing well. Look, I don't know. I'm looking at the standings right now. They really don't have a shot of making the playoffs. They have to win five in a row. But uh, I think Russ is playing well enough to kind of close out strong. Raiders at Chiefs, big game in the AFC West. Chiefs are laying nine and a half in this spot. Um, nah, would you tease the Chiefs down, possibly a seven-point teaser to two and a half, or would you be more inclined to take a six-point teaser up with the Raiders to 15 and a half? Uh, I would go up with the Raiders. Anything over the 14 looks great. I think the Raiders generally are very competitive. Remember, they got blown out the first time here in Las Vegas. I think this team will bounce back and play a little bit better, but there are still some deficiencies with this team. But getting over two touchdowns looks ideal with the Raiders. You know, in the recent few years in this rivalry, these totals have been 55, 56, 57. Here we see the 48 on this game, which reflects how both offenses are playing. Of course, the Raiders without, without Waller. And then the Chiefs have had their struggles as well. Here's a tough game to handicap and maybe to watch. Saints go to MetLife to take on the Jets. Saints are laying five and a half. Would you would you use the Saints in a teaser spot? I know you said you're not afraid to go through the zero or play the Saints money line, or would you be more inclined to tease the Jets up over 10? Uh, I wouldn't touch this game. Uh, I think both teams right now, Saints come in having lost five in a row. Jets have been struggling defensively. Uh, I, I just have no interest in this game. Falcons are at the Panthers. Panthers laying two and a half in this spot. 
But you teased the Falcons up over the seven, te- teased them to eight and a half. Yeah, absolutely. A lot, a lot of turmoil right now, it appears to be the case in Carolina. Remember, Matt Brady, the offensive coordinator, got fired on Sunday. Joe Brady. I'm sorry, Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look at this team, Matt Rule, his uh, tenure is kind of coming into question, but I think Tepper, the owner, is going to keep him around for another year. Uh, so for me, I would tease Atlanta up, but again, not a play I'm really that much uh, interested in getting involved. I lean Atlanta to win this game, actually. Okay. Uh, I, I would look at Atlanta with the two and a half, or I, I'd rather take the two and a half than 120, actually, but, in this spot. But. Hold on a second. Okay. The, Holding. The, <laughs> the plus two and a half is a bad number, so why not just take the money line at plus 120? I mean, unless you think... It's I a mean, bad number if there's threes out there. Well, what I'm saying is, why would you take a team on the road yeah, basically, you got to lose by one or two, or you got to win the game, right? So, not take the 120. I mean, it happens in them all. In this NFL, here's what they did they put in this where you can go for two. After a touchdown, the point after touchdown can now be two points after touchdown. So, twos come into play more often now, twos and fives. Fair enough. I'll tell you what. Shall we take the, shall we take the wager that the game doesn't land one or two with Carolina? Well, what are you giving me? Six to one, seven to one? I'll give you seven to one. Too short. Ravens, <laughs> NFC North. Uh, quickly on this game, Ravens at Browns. Boy, are the Ravens banged up. I mean, they, they are. Uh, they are like the walking wounded out there. Browns off a bye. We're not big on Baker. Browns lay in three. Would you tease the Ravens up over uh, or up to ten? I would. I'd still take a shot with the Ravens with Lamar in there against this uh, team. I, I would absolutely. Big night of college basketball ahead. We'll talk to them all about all those games. That's next. Odds on. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, or a mall's personal favorite, citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. The gentleman to my left is Amal Shaw. A great night of college basketball last night which we saw the Indiana Hoosiers blow a 22-point lead late in the first half at the Kohl Center, and the Wisconsin Badgers come away with yet another victory. I think, what is that, 18 in a row at home over Indiana? 20 now. Oh. It was 19 oh. in a row. They were, uh, one, uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable. What a come-from-behind victory by them. They trailed by 22 at one point in the game. They're not exactly a team built to, to come back from <laughs> exactly. 22 down. Exactly. Uh, you know, when you look at this Indiana team, Trace Jackson Davis, Xavier Johnson, the pit transfer, Race Thompson, I think it's a pretty good team. Just a bad loss. I like Mike Woodson so far, what he's been able to do, but I, I thought that's a game you can't lose. I thought their half-court offense in the last 10 minutes was abysmal. I, I would agree with you. I didn't see, uh, except the last couple of minutes, yeah. the game had a perfect uh, middle setup on it. I had Hoosiers plus four and a half, and then uh, Wisconsin second half, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then all of a sudden, Johnny Davis hits the most difficult three-point shot he's going to hit all year. Brutal, too. If you if you got four and a half, what if you had the early number five and pushed that game yeah, up 22? That, that's that, that's a bad beat. Okay, let's go. let's focus on tonight, Amal. Um, in intersectional matchup, Texas playing Seton Hall. The Pirates, a one-point favorite with a total of 133.5. Yeah, this should be an interesting matchup. Texas on the road here will be a challenge, but I like this team. They're very good defensively. They've got a bunch of transfers. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. They shoot the ball from the perimeter extremely well, almost 40% from the three-point arc. By the way, this line had Texas initially as a two-point favorite, and Britain's uh, good buddy Carter he goes, I'm not going to touch the game now. The line's gone from Texas minus two to uh, to Seton Hall minus one. So my question to him is, were you betting this game with the idea that Seton Hall was going to lose by a point? This is like the same question you asked me about. Is Atlanta going to lose by one be, or two? Listen, i got to deal with enough stupidity on the roadways. I don't want to deal with that while I'm in the workplace. Can we just have some people that are logical? Are you making a bet on a game? If you think a game's going to be that tight, then don't bet the game. You came to work here. 
All right, let's <laughs> move to the Big Ten. Touche. <laughs> Purdue at Rutgers. Um, the Rutgers not as good as they were a couple of years ago, but let me tell you, when they bring a top three seeded team, number one Purdue, to the rack, that place will be jumping tonight. Home team getting 12 and a half here, 138 and a half. We, we're both high on Purdue, but is it too many points? Um, I'm not going to tell you the answer to that right now. Oh, you have a play on oh, this I do thing. have a play on this one. Um, tell you one thing, though. Let me give you some numbers on Purdue. They're shooting as a team almost 54%, 44% from beyond the arc. Uh, this team has been dynamite. Number one team in the country. I think they're going to have a great run until we get to the Sweet 16. <laughs> and then I'm sure Matt Painter will find a way to struggle against somebody he shouldn't. When we look at the Big Ten odds right now, mm-hmm. I'm very tempted, all to take the plus 145 with Purdue to win the, turn- to win the conference. Is it too short? Yes. Uh, Michigan's three to one. Ohio State six to one. Illinois six to one. Michigan State plus eight fifty. Indiana twelve to one. Surprise Wisconsin fifteen to one. Well, look, the Badgers got a huge win mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, a fifteen to one with that team and how they play at the Kohl Center, they're going to be a tough out. When you look at Purdue, okay, I, they can win in Iowa. They can. Indiana's going to be a tough game because that's also an in-state rivalry. Uh, Ohio State will be a tough road game. I don't know if they're up at the Breslin Center. All, all I'm saying is, look, I think Purdue's a terrific team. But I don't think that they should be that prohibitive of a favorite over everyone else in the league. Last night was a huge matchup in Ames. The Iowa women took on the Cyclone women. They asked us here at Circus Sports in Iowa to put up a number on the game. We did. We made this. They're both top 15 teams in women's college basketball. We put up two uh, Cyclones. They won the game. They broke their six-year losing streak to the Hawkeyes. The men meet tonight also in Ames. Hawkeyes, a five-point road favorite with a total of 152. Yeah, I think this number is wrong. I think it's a little bit too high. I didn't play Iowa State because I don't believe in the Cyclones. But, again, you know, you're on the road at Hilton. It will not be an easy game. You know you grew up there. I, you know, for people that are unaware, I, when you look at Kansas, obviously because of how great they are, Duke, how great they are, those court teams have huge home court advantages. For, for a team. Yeah, because that, they're good. They're good because they're good. But for teams that are in the middle of the pack, you reference Rutgers. Iowa State is another one. There are just certain places when you just say if all things were equal, every team was the same, there are just certain places you don't want to play. Hilton Coliseum, to me, would be in the top five. Hilton Magic. Hilton Magic. It's unbelievable. I mean, you go back to the days of Marcus Pfizer, Jamal Tinsley. These guys, would. how many times would you see Kansas go in there on a big Monday yep. and just absolutely just fight for their lives if they were lucky to get out with a victory? Uh, Mike, I would have to take the Cyclones here plus five. Is the wrong team favored here? I think the line's way off. I, I do too. I, I think it should be two. My Iowa one and a half. Yeah. Not, yeah. You and I are kind of on the same page here. Um, I think you just simply look at Iowa State. Now, look, Iowa can shoot the basketball far better than Iowa State can. But in-state rivalry, I, I, I think. But, but oh, Iowa State defends and Iowa doesn't. Yeah, okay, that's the other thing. <laughs> By the way, Mike had a great point to me off air because I had Iowa in a game against the Illinois, Illinois the other night. And he goes, he's like, Amal, you, you don't know that Fran McCaffrey can't actually coach. He's one of the worst coaches in the Big Ten. You're absolutely right. They play no defense, and if you can slow down Keegan Murray enough, and if you if you can contain Bohannon on the perimeter, you got a great chance if you're the Cyclones, not only to forget cover the number, to win this game outright. Iowa State on Saturday night, while the Big Ten football championship was being played, found themselves down nine midway through the first half at Creighton. They battled back and won that game, still undefeated. Uh, I, I like the Iowa State, and you'll see a play on it later. Let's talk about the Big 12 as a whole. Kansas is your favorite to win the conference, plus 160. Baylor. Defending national champions is the second choice at plus 250. Texas Longhorns plus 280. Texas Tech plus $8. 
West Virginia, 16 to 1. Did they beat UConn last they did. night? They, they, they did. came back and won it in the second half. I, I didn't catch the we end. Had to, we had to make sure we heard Country Roads on the way yeah. out of Morgantown. <laughs> Come on, man. For people that don't know in WVU football and basketball games, they play Country Roads after they win. I'll tell you right now, that's a joke of a number. No respect for Baylor. Baylor plays Villanova Sunday at noon. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be at the O'Farrell Center. But I'm going to tell you, this team is dangerous. They're good. They're, they defend the hell out of you. KU's very good, but this is not Bill Self's teams where they're just so much better than everyone else in the league. I think Baylor at plus, what did you say, 260 or 250? 250. Love Baylor at plus 250. Rank your Big 12 coaches. Number one, Bill Self. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like this answer, but number two, I'm going with the guy in Texas. From What's his name? I'm drawing a blank right Beard? now. Chris yeah, Beard? Yeah, Chris Beard. Chris Beard. Number three, I'm going with Drew. I, Where do you put Huggy Bear? Number four, Huggy, Huggy, Huggy Bear. I know he's got a million wins. He, <laughs> well, like 900, but. Uh, yeah, but you know what the problem is? His team's just out tough you, but they can't shoot when the chips are down. When you play a team that's physical, they run into problems. You know, yesterday, I, UConn played their game. UConn should have won that game last night. I uh, I felt his best chance was when he had the, the Nick Van Exel team. I thought that they were, they were, no. No, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Kmart, when he broke his broke his foot, broke his ankle, or leg, rather broke his leg. That year that uh, Tom Izzo won the national title in 2000, that team would have won the national title. How good's the kid at Iowa State that came from UNLV? Uh, we'll see how good he is. I, I mean, he's okay. You, when you look at this team right now, overall, they're okay. Brockington's their guy. He's the, he's the catalyst for them, but he's okay. Okay. Uh, a big game in Arizona. Grand Canyon is at Tempe where the scoring challenged – <laughs> Sun Devils are laying four at home. Total of 131. Any opinion on this game? No, no opinion on this one. This line's gone up a little bit. Both teams, uh, you know, Grand Canyon's not as good as they've been in years past, but they've gotten off to a fast start so far this year at 8-1. and one. Arizona State, you alluded to it. This team just cannot score consistently. They've got to figure out a way to be able to score. If they're not doing that, I think that's going to be a long day for them. Um, I'm just surprised how poorly Arizona State has played, and I think uh, Bobby Hurley might be gone after this year. Might be. You know, in these coaching circles, you never know. I mean, they fire coaches sometimes when you don't expect it. Then they keep coaches around when you don't expect them to keep them around. Scott Frost in Nebraska is still around. Yeah, this game now down to three and a half as we see the Grand Canyon money pour in. Pac-12, UCLA is the favorite. Almost even money, plus 105. Our team, Arizona, three to one. Oregon, seven to one. USC, seven to one. You said it was a four-team race. No, it's a three-team race. Okay. You're throwing out uh, Oregon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think the Ducks are going to struggle. I'll tell you what. Washington State's going to have a better year than Oregon, in my opinion, in the league play. Um, Arizona. Did you see what they did to Wyoming last night? Oof. I mean, th- these guys are playing. Wyoming hadn't lost a game yet. And Wyoming could, sh- the Wyoming could score. But Arizona just absolutely annihilated this team. Put up 53 points in the first half. I think they were up 30 or something at the break. They're dangerous. UCLA's going to have their hand fu- hands full. This, this Arizona team is good. And here's the one thing I would say about UCLA. Yes, they're a good basketball team, but they're getting a lot of credit for the performance they had in the NCAA tournament. Where the hell was this performance throughout the course of the regular season last year? Colgate is taking on Pittsburgh at Pitt tonight. Colgate is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite, Amal, with a total of 135-and-a-half. Is that right? They're favored over an ACC school? Well, the way Pitt's playing, they might lose their charter in the ACC. Uh, This team is just bad. They are really, really bad. 
Uh, Colgate can shoot the ball a little bit from the perimeter. They're about almost 40% from the three-point arc. Pitt can't do anything when it comes to shooting. Mike, this is the only team I know in college basketball that is only one shooter on their entire roster over 70% from the free-throw line. Free-throw line? Yeah, 70, yeah, one guy at 76%. Everybody else is below 70%. My goodness. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the remaining NFL games this weekend for teaser possibilities. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contest, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Amal, I just go ahead and become a subscriber. They still got the, the mid-season special, $99 for the rest of the football season, or $22 a month for the whole year. You get everything, including the guide's on all the sports, the daily emails from Bill 80, the point spread weekly every Wednesday, 24-7 access to watch guys like you and me talk about sports. Yeah, when's the infomercial over? Right now, Giants at Chargers. Chargers are laying 10. I find it tough to lay 10 with the Chargers on any given week against anybody. Um, but we obviously have situations with who's going to play, right? Mike Glennon, we don't know if he's going to uh, be cleared to play quarterback um, for the Giants. And then on the Chargers side of the ball, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Chris Harris are on their COVID list. Who's going to play? It's a 10-point line. Are you more inclined to tease the Giants up to 16 or the Chargers down to 3? No, Chargers down to 3. Uh, I think they got a great chance here, just, excuse me, despite the concerns at the uh, wide receiver position. And you mentioned Chris Harris in the secondary there. I really like Chris Harris. I always thought he's been a bit of an underrated player. But the Giants right now, you alluded to it. I mean, what are we looking at? Uh, the guy from Georgia, Jake Fromm? Fromm, yeah. M- Mr. Uh, anti-guns himself with certain people? That's whose place if Glennon's <laughs> not able to go. Yeah, I mean, they're in trouble. Um, Lions, off a win, go to the mile high to play Denver. The Broncos, another game with a 10-point spread here. Now, do you take the Lions and tease them up to 17? Do you take the Broncos and tease them down to 3? Remember... Michael Lombardi says you have to learn not to lose before you learn to win. The Lions learn to tie, and then they learn to win. Are they going to build off this momentum, the big victory over Kirk Cousins? I think they do, but here's the thing. Do you really believe Denver's going to outscore an opponent by 18 points? I think probably not. At least one thing when you look at this Denver team, they excuse me, Detroit team, they've been competitive in several spots. I would be more likely to take Detroit in the points. I am a proponent of taking more points than not necessarily uh, taking a shorter number to lay. But in the Chargers game, I thought it was a different story because we weren't sure if Glennon's going to play. He's questionable. Daniel Jones is doubtful. So you got Jake Fromm in there. I I don't know how that offense is going to be able to move the ball. But with this Detroit team, Denver's got a good defense, but it's not like the uh, Broncos' offense is lighting the world on fire. Will the Broncos be able to put pressure on Jared Goff? The Vikings could not on Sunday. Yeah, that was surprising to me. But, you know, if you look at this Detroit offensive line with Panay Sewell, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, they're not a bad offensive line. They'll continuously get a little bit better. The problem for this team is they don't have a deep threat. And when you look at Jared Goff, he's afraid to throw the ball down the field. So it makes it a little bit easier to defend. 49ers uh, are in Cincinnati. 49ers, this line has moved a bit. They're now up to one and a half or two. Bengals, a home dog here. Are you inclined to tease the Bengals up over the uh, seven? 
Uh, I am, and I'll tell you what, I like the Bengals straight up anyway because, to me, the one thing is Debo Samuel didn't practice yesterday. He's questionable for this game. If Debo Samuel plays, Mike, it changes the dynamic of the San Francisco offense. He is an elite playmaker. As a run maker, as a runner as well, not only as a wide receiver. They use him in that rushing attack. Yeah, he, he to me, he is an elite uh, playmaker for this team. Uh, that makes a difference. That's something I would pay attention to. Normally, you're not going to get that caught up in an individual player outside of the quarterback position, whether they're playing or not. Tough spot for the Bills. They come off the Monday night loss in cold weather and win to the to the Patriots, and now they have to travel to Florida, play in warm weather to take on the Bucks. The Bucks seem to be putting it together here. Bucks favored by three and a half. Do you like the Bucks in this spot, or do you like the Bills teased up over seven, maybe to ten, ten and a half? I, I like the Bills just in general. Excuse me, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this mm-hmm. game. I think it's a bad spot for the Buffalo Bills. You come off of a Monday night game, which you probably should have won. Now you're facing an uphill battle against Tampa on the road. And, Mike, if they lose this game, they're going to be sitting at 7-6. and six. Think about this. That decision by McDermott to not kick the field goal in Tennessee. Look at where this team has gone since that point in time. Bears-Packers, oldest rivalry in the NFL. It's in Lambeau. 12-and-a-half for the Packers. Do you go up to 18-and-a-half with the Bears, or do you tease this game down under 7, or do you have an opinion straight up? I don't have a straight-up opinion, but I would probably lean towards taking the Bears in 12-and-a-half, but I would tease the Bears at 18-and-a-half. Such a big number. I mean, you know, what, what are you talking? You, you'd need 10 points. If you can manage 10 points, now they've got to score at least 29 to beat you. So I think you have to look towards taking the Bears with these points. And then the big game on Monday night, the revenge spot for the Rams. They go to Arizona. Arizona whooped them in SoFi. Beat them pretty convincingly earlier in the year as a big underdog. Cardinals are 2 2 and a half, uh, depending on where you you find this number. The Rams were your pick to win the West. The Rams were your pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Do you still believe in those bets? And would you tease the Rams up here over seven, or you think they can win this game straight up? No, I'm going to have a big bet on the Cardinals because I want to. This is the perfect spot for me to be able to get off my Rams play. I think this line should be more than two. I, I think this line is uh, wrong. And if the Cardinals win this game, they're going to win the NFC. Uh, excuse me, the NFC West. And I think really the Rams are facing an uphill battle as a wild card to be able to navigate the entire NFC. Do you run the risk here if Arizona loses the game, then you lose both bets? Yeah, absolutely. But I think, yeah, but here's the thing. If the Rams win this football game, then I think they're back in contention to be able to win the division. And if you can win this division, it changes the dynamics of the whole kind of conference in general in terms of where you're going to be. Because remember, they hold the head-to-head against Tampa. Uh, So I, I think they've got an opportunity. When you look at the Rams' remaining five games, obviously they got Arizona here, Seattle at home, at Minnesota, at the Ravens, and 49ers. None of the games are easy, but I think they have a shot to win every game. If you had no future bets on the Rams, would you still play the Cardinals this week? I would. I think this is a bad number. I thought this number should have been three, three and a half. There's no justification for the Rams. What are we basing this on? Beating the heck out of who was who they play last week? Jacksonville high school team. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. That game was non-competitive from the beginning, right? Staff- Stafford has not played well since the first month and a half of the season. And I think Arizona knows if they win this football game, they put the nail in the coffin for the uh, uh, L.A. Rams in terms of the division. Now you've got a three-game lead plus the two uh, wins head-to-head, so it's like a four-game lead. If you have no – if you have no – yeah, if we look at the odds right now to win the NFC West, Cardinals minus 1,600, Rams plus $8, 49ers 100 to 1, and Seattle a billion to 1. Um, if you had no future bets right now – yeah. Who do you think is going to win the NFC, and would you make a bet on them? Talking about Tampa Bay, who's still the favorite, Arizona, and Green Bay. I think it's just those three. I think you can limit it. I don't see a wild card team making a run, 
And I'm not big on whoever wins the NFC East being able to win three games. I like the Packers a lot because, yeah. remember, if the Cardinals drop one more game and if if Green Bay can navigate the rest of their schedule, they got a great chance to be able to be in a position where they're going to uh, have home field advantage because they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. They have the Bears, which they should win on Sunday night. They're at the Ravens, which would be a tough game, but they can win. The Browns at home, Vikings at home, and at the Lions. I like their schedule. It plays out favorably for them. When you look at this Arizona team, they're, they're sitting, go ahead, sorry. You still get the Packers 350. Right now they're co-second choice with the Cardinals and still Buccaneers defending champs plus 275. Yeah, Arizona's also got a manageable schedule. The Rams at the Lions, Colts at home is going to be tougher than it initially looked. And now, and then you're at Dallas, which is going to be a huge game on January 2nd and then close out with Seattle at home. All right, let's switch our attention here for the remainder of the segment. Talk a little bit NBA here, Amal. Um, big game tonight in Philadelphia. The Jazz continue their road trip. They're a three-point road favorite over the 76ers with a total of 216 and a half. Yeah, this is, an, this is an interesting one. I would be looking at the 76ers here plus three. Uh, I just don't like laying this number on the road with Utah. Utah's been solid all year long, but I think Philly at home getting points, you got to take a shot with them. Even off the back-to-back for the Sixers, who were in Charlotte last night. Yeah, no, it was a tough game, uh, which they came out of, fortunately, for the Philadelphia 76ers in that one. But I, I still like them at home catching three here. You were right with the Hornets, so they covered the number, right? It was six. Uh, that game went back and forth for a long time, and 76ers eventually winning 110-106. to Lakers are on the road in Memphis taking on the Grizzlies. LeBron and the Lakers are three-and-a-half-point favorite, 223-and-a-half. Yeah, I like the Lakers in this one as well. Once again, I remember Lakers covered the other night against Boston. Not a good now a good opportunity here. You look at obviously with John Morant being out, that's a huge blow for this Memphis team. And then I, I just think the Lakers. I don't know if they're going to start to find themselves or not, but I, I still think they're going to be a dangerous team as we get towards the postseason. This team eight and five with LeBron in the lineup, without him in the lineup, five and seven. Lakers uh, second cho- co second choice with the Suns to win the West. At plus four dollars, Warriors are your favorite at plus two ninety. Jazz plus four fifty. Clippers ten to one. This was to win the West. This is to win the West. I can't believe the the uh, Golden State Warriors are plus two ninety. You think they should be closer to even money? I don't know about even money, but I thought they would be less around than two dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team. Remember, they're doing this without Clay Thompson. I mean, this team is going to be dangerous. Draymond Green's having a tremendous defensive season for the Warriors. I, I like this team. I am still look. Suns are a good basketball team. I don't think they are a finals win the championship type of team. I know they had a great year last year. I think the Lakers, the Jazz are more dangerous. The Nuggets, the problem is the injuries. How about the Clippers? You know, I, I think when you look at it from a long shot perspective, at ten to one, not bad because they still got to get Kawhi back in that lineup. They could be very dangerous. In the Eastern Conference, the Nets are your favorites at plus one thirty. You can get the Bucks at three dollars. Heat at plus six dollars. 76ers plus $9. Don't like Philly. I still like Milwaukee at 3-1. to one. Um, I, I still think Milwaukee can beat these guys in a three-game series, but the price is not going to be too overwhelming if they're playing Brooklyn. I would take Milwaukee at 3-1. to one. All right, when we come back, we're going to have the Palm Readers Playbook. I know I have three plays, and we'll see how many Amal has in the Amal End segment.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. They are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Well, let's start with you with the place tonight. You hinted that you might have a play uh, in Piscataway. I do on a horrific shooting team. Rutgers under 30% from the three-point arc. This team doesn't even shoot the ball at 70% clip from the free throw line. But I'm going to go with the Rutgers uh, Scarlet Knights plus 12 here. And you mentioned at the rack, 
By the way, they've had almost like, I think, 18 or 19 consecutive sellouts yeah. at the rack. I can't believe it. There'll be a full house tonight, number one team in the country. Purdue wins this basketball game, in my opinion, but I think Rutgers' defense kind of mucks it up a little bit, and they keep this game within the number. I agree with you there. I think the home court will be a big advantage. I have um, three plays today, one soccer, one one uh, Monday, uh, Thursday night football, and then one in college basketball. This is a Europa game today between Red Star and Braga. Braga favored here over Red Star. Although I don't think Red Star is going to concede two goals today. So I, I would look at Red Star plus a goal and a half, but three. Three is a big total. It should be two and a half, more like a pick in this spot, a two-unit play. Your comment on Yeah, you know, you were telling me the other day, I, I jinxed you with the uh, early call on the, I forgot which game it was on the soccer game. Which one was it? Porto and Atleti. Yeah, I just want to let you know, you got a dead nut loser here on Thank Red Star. Thank you. The, the people will appreciate Well, that. I just want to tell you, you know, I was If it wins... You get the credit. That's fine. But here's the thing. This is Europa. It plays a lot different than Champions League. I think it'll be higher scoring. You know, I noticed. I think there's 16 Europa games today. 14 of them had a total of three. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Well, I, I, I understand. Yeah. But this Krebster, this Red Star team is of a different ilk. It's a, it's, it's a different threat there in Red Star I, in I, Belgrade. I like uh, I like uh, the Steelers-Vikings over because I think Minnesota becomes a one-dimensional team with the inability to run the ball. And I think Kirk Cousins will create points for both teams. <laughs> I, I I think he's gonna. I think your guy Justice Jefferson will yeah. be huge tonight, right? Obviously, he'll have to be. But I also think Cousin get either get strip sacked or throws a couple interceptions here, and I don't think they'll get much pressure on Big Ben. You know, he's got a quick release anyhow. But uh, I I think I see this game really a mall twenty seven twenty four that kind of a game twenty seven twenty one. I think Pittsburgh has every right to win it, and I did in some teasers, although not in the playbook, use the Steelers uh, plus ten. Yeah, I like that play. I think the Steelers are going to be uh, very much a live dog here. Got a great chance to win this game outright. I like the over 44. In the NFL, that's, that's kind of a low total when you think about it. Both teams should be able to move the ball indoor, good controlled climate, so opportunities there. And then in this game for the Hawkeyes State in Ames, I grabbed five and a half when I saw this, this number. I just don't get it. I think this game, if it was played in Iowa City, should be six, maybe five or six. But this game is at Hilton, and I think Iowa State still undefeated is going to give a real scrappy effort tonight. Not shocked at all if the Cyclones come out on top. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I didn't play it yet, but I will end up playing this. I think Iowa State, I, I'm with you. I think this number's too high. Can you? I mean, you know, to me, it's hard to fathom a scenario unless Iowa State just shoots the ball extremely poorly where the Cyclones are a uh, home dog of five and a half. That, that, this is the kind of number that should be reserved when Texas comes to Ames. I agree with you, or, or Kansas comes to Ames, or Baylor comes to Ames. Then you get in that five, six, seven range. Total here, 150, 151 and a half. A little high for an Iowa State game, but we know about Iowa's propensity to play fast and not defend. Absolutely, and both teams are going to want to play tempo. I think this game's probably going to get over the total of 151. Mm -hmm. Iowa State comes in averaging 75 points a game. We know the Cyclones uh, will get up and go, and they'll shoot the ball better being at home. And Iowa, well, they're allergic to playing defense, and so they just better make their shots on offense like they did in Charlottesville. All right, well, let's talk some NHL here to finish out the program today. I was a loser... Um, we checked the goaltender, right? I mean, Shesterkin didn't go last night off the back-to-back. -back. That changes everything in that game for me. I waited and uh, was able to get plus 120 on the avalanche at the end of the first period, down 2-1, after the Rangers had three first-period power plays. They blitzed them in the second period. All abs 4 nothing in the second, and then they win 7-3. to Do you think in hockey we will get to a point where it becomes listed no. goaltenders? You know why I say no, although I wish it would? Because yeah. these sportsbooks are getting away from listed pitchers. Well, the, the thing in baseball which changed a little bit is the fact that you got these openers. So I get their perspective on the listed pitchers, why they're no longer doing that. But I think in hockey, it's not like a scenario where all of a sudden 
you you have a goaltender that's switched unless it's an injury. From a sportsbook perspective, I think there's going to be too many refunds because sometimes we don't even know the goalie until 30 minutes. You don't know it until they come out for the skate. Who's going to be the goalie? These coaches don't release it soon enough. And I think that makes it harder. Where in baseball, obviously, they're declaring a lot earlier sure. and they have a set rotation. Let's start out with a real good game in Toronto tonight between the two-time defending champion Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'd have seen this total a couple years ago, six and a half or seven them all. It's interesting, five and a half shaded to the under here. But the Maple Leafs, a home favorite of 135 over the Lightning. Yeah, Jack Campbell's been terrific for this Tampa Bay Lightning team in goal tonight. Um, no play here, but I would just be looking at the road team here just based on the price. That's it. No no, no strong lean one way or the other. But uh, this team has been terrific at home. 11-3-1 for the Maple Leafs. This Tampa team continues to sizzle away from uh, home as well. Two overtime losses, but eight and two otherwise. All right. The Anaheim Ducks are in Columbus taking on the Blue Jackets. The Ducks have been a pleasant surprise so far this year. John Gibson will be in goal tonight for them against Elvis Merlikens for, uh, for the Blue Jackets. A small road favorite here, the Ducks, 115 with a total of five and a half a mall. Yeah, this Ducks team had a win at Buffalo the other night here. Gibby's been terrific so far this year for this um for this Anaheim team. Uh, you know, I'm not necessarily a big uh, Mers Likens guy, but uh, I don't have a play one way or the other in this matchup. Blues are at home against the Red Wings. Blues laying a dollar seventy in this spot here tonight with a total of six. Grice expected to go in in net for the Red Wings against Lindgren, Charlie Lindgren for uh, for the Blues. I've got Nijelkovic going for the Red Wings okay. tonight, so just something to pay attention right. to. You talk about Lindgren going to make his uh, second start of the season, got the first win uh, of his career, and let's see how he does in this one. But to me, uh, Mike, when I look at it, um, uh, excuse me, I said career, first win of the season. Yeah. Um, but to me, when I look at it, this is a high price on St. Louis here, too high of a price. You, you take either Detroit or no play. How about the total here, six? If it's Nadelkovich, I like it under. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad play with him in net at six. Uh, Hurricanes against the Flames, two very good teams. This indeed a long uh, road trip all the way to Calgary here. Flames favorite at home, $1.30. Total five and a half. Expected to be, to me here on my listing, Freddie Anderson and Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, absolutely. Terrific goaltending matchup. Mike, I like this game under five and a half. Uh, I think the, both goaltenders have been outstanding. But how about Carolina as a team? 17-6-1 so far. The one knock I have on the Flames is they've got five losses in overtime and shootouts. They've got to do better there. 15-6-5, when you look at it, very comparable to what uh, Carolina's been able to do with those four additional losses in the OT. Bruins played at uh, Vancouver last night. They stay in Canada to take on the Oilers. Oilers $1.25 at home with a total of six of them all. Yeah, it's going to be Linus Ulmark in net for the Bees, and, of course, uh, it's going to be uh, Stuart Skinner for Edmonton in this one. Uh, what's the price on this one, you said? Uh, Oilers a dollar twenty-five up to uh, yeah a dollar twenty-five and a total of six. Uh, I, I would take uh, Edmonton here. Remember when these two teams met back in Boston? They they uh, beat them pretty handily in that one. But that's not the reason why. To me, I just think this is a fairly cheap price for the Oilers at home. Won that game uh, last month five to three. I, I like Edmonton here. This team when they get on that power play, they're so tough. You know, last night I don't know if you saw the Knights game. There was about eighteen thousand power play goals. Neither team could stay out of the box. Yeah. A big win for the Knights. They rallied from 4-2 yep. down to win 5-4. I cashed my first period under ticket um, there. I, would, I was shocked, though, that the Knights came back and won that game. I thought Dallas was firmly in control of it in the third period. Yeah, absolutely right. It looked like they were with a 4-2 lead. Our producer, Britton Hess, keeps asking why there's this home ice advantage given to the Kraken. And I think this is another example of it here as they host the Jets tonight. This game is a dead pick 'em. Hollebuck against Grubauer with a total of six of them all. Are you leaning 
We've had success going against the Kraken at home. Are you leaning Jets again? To uh, absolutely. Game? The other night, the Pittsburgh Penguins were minus 140 on the road. They jump up to a 3 nothing lead early in that one. I don't understand this affinity for the Seattle Kraken. I mean, it's like they're baking, making the bets in the state of Washington only on the Kraken. It's surprising. That game at 2 with Pittsburgh opened 125 on the overnight, went up to 140 before we saw... The Oilers beat only 130 on the road there. We saw the Blackhawks, an underdog on the road there in, in those games. So, so far, until these lines adjust, I think they're giving an undue weight to home ice in Seattle. I would agree with you. And until this team really shows that they can be competitive, remember, they did not have the same built-in advantages in terms of how the team was organized the way the Vegas Golden Knights did when their first year of existence. I agree with you. One more game tonight. The Minnesota Wild are in San Jose to take on the Sharks. Wild $1.45 on the road with a total of six. Juice to the under. Wild have been very good so far this year, competitive against the best teams as well. If you like them on the road tonight. I don't like the price, but yeah. I think this is a good team. And the Sharks games tend to be a little bit higher scoring. Aiden Hill in net tonight for this team uh, for San Jose. Um, not a play here, but I think Minnesota is a team you got to keep an eye out on out West. When you look at the West, mm -hmm. I know you're high on Calgary. Yep. Right? When you look at the West... Where do you like the Wild overall in the competition in the West? I know we said Alberta is very strong with Edmonton and Calgary. The Knights may play a role here if they get healthy and make another run. Blues, I have a ticket on the Blues, but Bennington can't stay healthy. So how far behind are they going to get here? I think the Wild uh, are going to win this division in the in the well, Central. Look, they got a great chance. They're already at yep. 37 points, well yep. ahead of Colorado at 30. But to me, when you look at this Avalanche team, extremely dangerous. Remember, they've been dealing with some earlier injuries. Now they're getting back towards being healthy. I think this team's a team you got to pay attention to. I like Minnesota and uh, Colorado in that division. Then out west, obviously, uh, Edmonton and Calgary. Colorado got off to a slow start, obviously playing much better. And I think they're 10, 4, and 3 in their last 17. They've really picked it up. All right, continue to stay tuned to VSIN. Up next, betting across America. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.